Hello and welcome to another edition of Logical Light, the regular and slightly lighter, as the name would suggest, legal podcast from the Dubai-based law firm HPL Yamalava and Plethka. Logical is, by the way, still the Gulf region's first and only legal podcast. Now, I'm here on the 18th floor, socially distanced. My name's Tim Elliott at Dubai's JLT, Jamira Lakes Towers District, at Yamalava and Plethka's offices with the managing partner, Ludmilla Yamalava. And how good it is to see you as ever. Always pleasure to see you, Tim. Today on Logical, a scam. Now, you mentioned this story in passing recently, but I'd like to unpack this uh, a little bit, Ludmilla, to find out what actually happened. I'm going to let you tell the story. It's a good story. It began with an email from a TV production company who wanted to come and interview you and film you, I believe. Indeed. And uh, it's not really just a story about us, but there are a lot of lessons to learn from the story. This is definitely a very valuable moral of the story. And this is why we wanted to uh, to, to um, feature the, this particular example. One and two, and the timing of this is even more interesting because this is the sec- second time around. So, in fact, we were approached by the very, in a very similar fashion, right. by from what we can decipher for now, the same crew last year. Uh, so, this is the second bite at the apple. So, they've come back for another pop at the cherry, as it were. Well, they haven't come back the second time yet, and we oh. are now guessing as to you know maybe they kind of connected the dots. Right. And realize that perhaps <laughs> this is where things did not work last time around. Okay. I mean, the thing is, let, let me just put this into context. It's not surprising that you are approached by media companies, TV, press, radio, whatever, for legal comment. Because, uh, you know, you would regularly and still do regularly visit Dubai. I talk radio station here in Dubai. And you offer legal comment. You're known for... I'm going to compliment you. Intelligent, nuanced, legal expertise, to be fair. So I guess when somebody comes to you and says, can we come to your office, film you, get some legal comment, it's not natural that the alarm bells would go off because it's reasonably normal. Well, one, it's, it's, I mean, the alarm bells probably wouldn't really go off in most other people's minds because it's very sure. flattering when you yeah. get a call and someone says, I want to come and interview you and uh, feature you on TV and uh, other radio and uh, print mat- material type uh, forums. It's very flattering. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it feels really good and it's very exciting. Yeah. So, I have, as you said, I have been approached on over the years on a number of occasions. So this is not the first time around that I would have been doing this. Uh, but also because perhaps the the request itself wasn't as much of a surprise, but I have a bit of experience in terms of what goes into these interviews. Mm. Uh, experience and also expectations on both fronts. Expectations from the, uh, the producers themselves or the interviewer and also the expectations in terms of what I... Uh, want um, want want to deliver what message I want to deliver and in what form and um, the perhaps the, um, uh, the the style in which this entire transaction kind of takes place. Uh, so in other words, you know, I'd like to think that uh, I you know I want we I would like to give comments to those who have a certain reputation in the market because you don't necessarily want to be sharing content and sharing in particular legal advice with someone who you don't believe is a professional in the industry. So right. that's where the expectations really kind of exist on both fronts. 
so I, um, I, and because of that, because of this experience, I you know, perhaps uh, uh, ultimately could see through this, uh, this particular scam uh, more so earlier than others. But now, perhaps let's, let's kind of describe what really happened so that... Okay, so let's backtrack a bit. They, they, they call you, or they email you, and they call, and they arrange, and they turn up. With the cameras and the lights, is that how it went? Yeah, well, it was. There was actually a little more fanfare about that. So they first emailed, uh, then they called, and they would call uh, from different numbers, two different numbers, uh, but uh, it was it was perhaps creating the appearance of being um, being quite well staffed and mm. for having a whole sort of team behind it. And uh, there were a lot of calls from, you know, from different numbers about, okay, let's schedule the timing, let's schedule the forum, let's schedule the, the, uh, um, the place, let's schedule, uh, here's the script, and, you know, do you also want to perhaps makeup and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of it. So again, it kind of created the impression of this being a fairly large production. Uh, but what struck me back then is a few things. One is the kind of inconsistency of all these different numbers. You would call one person and then you would get a call back from a different number. Uh, so that was one thing. But more importantly, it was just the perhaps the vagueness of um, of the email and the script and in particular the reasoning as to why they chose me. Right. Right. Well, before I even say that, uh, while why they chose this particular email address, because the me wasn't really, and that's what pro- perhaps this is what struck me the most is that, as you said before, I've given lots of interviews in the past, and um, and so those who do reach out for a comment or an interview reach out to me for a legal comment or an interview, or perhaps of for about my specific experience of of uh, forming a business and running a business in the UAE. Mm. So they're very specific questions, either from a perspective of a legal perspective or a perspective of a business owner or an entrepreneur, but they were fairly specific. But here it was just, we want to come and we want to interview the owner of your company and or the manager of the company. And we want to interview because uh, to want to feature the successful entrepreneurs in the UAE. Right. So kind of big words, but they really mean nothing. And they're certainly not at, at all particularized to the area of expertise that we provide and also the place where we sit in, in the business community. So I picked up back then on this, just kind of this, yes, we are a TV station. We want to feature uh, successful entrepreneurs who have contributed to the UAE's business success uh, and so we want to feature them. So that, the message itself sounds very positive, but at the end, it was it, throughout this process, and especially with these different phone calls and emails coming from different accounts, it became obvious that they had no idea who I was, and they had no idea that we were a law firm, and they had really not just no idea, but it was they had perhaps no uh, interest in really what we had to offer. Yet they were very persistent. Also, the name of the TV was some some kind of, and it was in Arabic. And by the way, that was another uh, another um, perhaps a, a giveaway point is that their Arabic was their their, their English was not uh, very polished, mm-hmm. and yet the interview was going to be in English. 
And that's always a bit of a concern. So if you're giving an interview or taking an interview from someone um, that's um, in English, then you perhaps should have an interviewee <laughs> or interviewer who has a decent command of the English language. So that being said, perhaps you, there's always on, on the day off, maybe that person would have come. Uh, anyway, so uh, uh, so they arranged for this meeting and they said that this is this is some... Uh, some fairly popular TV station uh, in Egypt. And we have some Egyptian colleagues in the office and they've looked up and said, yes, in fact, yes, this particular TV station does exist. And perhaps it tailors more to uh, the older population of Egypt, but you know, the grandmothers and the grandfathers and, <laughs> their, and their friends do watch this and, uh, and enjoy the shows and content that's being broadcasted on that particular TV station. So that's basically those kind of the, the level of details that we receive. That being said, well, okay, it's a TV station and they will come and they will uh, film and then, um, you know, for, some social additional media uh, media coverage would uh, you know would not be uh, would, would not hurt us. Well, that that wouldn't hurt, and I can understand that. I mean, there's there's a whiff, there's a slight whiff of legitimacy at this point still. Well, indeed, yes, because we did look it up, and uh, the, the station did really exist, mm. and uh, they did talk about. Uh, interviewing successful entrepreneurs and businesses, and I'd like to consider us as, as one of those examples. So certain things def de definitely, definitely did fit, and they were also very persistent and very eager. Right. So it wasn't like, okay, we're not really uh, sure whether we're coming or not. So it seemed that, okay, well, perhaps there were some, there was a little bit of suspicion, but uh, you always want to see the better all right. So, so what happens next? They they eventually turn up and they set up their their cameras and their lights and whatever else they need to perform the interview at great length. What happens then when they're ready to you know hit film? They pitch up to the office. Uh, I think there were five of them or so mm. with their equipment and the big light and the video cameras and suitcases and such. Right. And uh, they pitch up here and then particularly in my office and they set up the big light and the shining light and the video camera and and uh, there's uh, somebody sitting across the desk from me with a script and the microphone and, and so on and so forth. And then we're sort of starting to prepare. And at that point, uh, there's about three or four of them in my office and my colleagues walked out for a second. And it was in that moment that I was asked, I, uh, there was a comment about, well, you see, we're kind of a low budget um, TV station. So, and we're all young and ah, they said, okay, well, what we will do is we will record this and then we'll play it on the, our TV station that will also uh, we'll also package it in terms of the radio sound, sound bites and we'll promote you on, on social media. We'll post it in different uh, sound bites and packages on different social media portals. It'll be on Facebook, it'll be on Twitter, it will be on LinkedIn. And so there's this sort of marketing uh, sale pitch that's coming my way in terms of what a great deal this is going to be. So it's not just about this video recording, but it will have such bigger reach, global reach out there about uh, you know me and my business and my practice and so uh, basically in a way they're saying we are here doing your marketing for you and we will do all these things that go above and beyond just this one perhaps tv interview okay so at this point you're thinking yeah 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 that's what they all say but that's welcome because publicity is is a good thing 
Publicity is a good thing, and this is why we're having this interview. But I, uh, I'm not a rookie in this department, so <laughs> uh, this is not my first rodeo, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, therefore, I know that these interviews are done. If, in particular, if they're initiated by the other side, that they are done for perhaps a lack of a better phrasing is for legitimate reasons in terms of they wanting to just take content and share it with their audience. Yes. That is the reason. Yeah. So in other words, no expectation of payment. No. So because this is, it was not me reaching out, uh, but uh, pitching my, my services or uh, my firm and I didn't offer money. Therefore, whenever they come this way, there is really, there's never been expectation of money. So that I knew since this was not my first rodeo. Yeah. So after that sales and marketing pitch about uh, beefing up and promoting my, my firm and my practice and all social, all portals of social media they said okay well but you see we're a young team and there's a small budget so something something about well it'd be uh, a donation we 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 trust that you will consider making a donation uh, to us uh, for basically doing all this great work for you promoting you a consideration a donation a fee of sorts did they mention a number so there was definitely a word donation, right? Uh, and um, and then and I th- I think I think I might have asked, and I'm not sure now if I'm just imagining this or they actually did say there was a five thousand dirham something. Hmm. They said, "Well, it can be anything." It's well, you know, five thousand. I think I think it was somewhere somewhere around that um, figure, uh, but um, it was also so so much of a shock because again here they are in the AMR office we've re we've re uh, shuffled the entire office because it's not just a radio interview this is a video interview yeah. so we've had to rearrange everything here hide all the client files uh, and uh, all the other sensitive information clear uh, furniture in order to accommodate all these heavy equipment they've set up here it's all we're kind of prepared for this everybody dressed up in the firm and we uh, they also said that they were going to go around and film the rest of the office and and takes so us bite-sized uh, bite-sized interviews of other employees at the firm just to to, to feature us kind of this holistic uh, business uh, so obviously everybody dressed up and everybody was looking <laughs> top shape uh, so and so and then and then here they were then uh, on top of that they they gave the the, so the marketing spiel that this this fairy tale of how much um, uh, work they will do and how much they will promote and and um, broadcast my practice to the rest of the world so in, it was in the midst of that that this the word donation right. came up right. and, and so I stopped in my tracks at that at that time and I said okay well that's not how we do these interviews I said I, I'm a fairly experience in this uh, in this field and uh, we i'm happy to give interview i'm happy to share content i'm happy to share my advice but with uh, but with, i don't pay for this there's no expectation of payment sure. uh, so therefore no i decide you know, I, I give interviews all the time and there's never been expectation of payment and i don't pay for this so no so they set up at great length i'm guessing they dismantled their equipment in haste Exactly. Right. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. So at that point, and I have to tell you, even then, when they when I said, "Well, no, this is not how we do this," 
uh, thanks for all this great pitch and what you can potentially do for me, but I don't work on that basis. And I just said, I'm, I'm not the right one for you. Yeah. Uh, so this is just the right pl- not the right, the right place for you to be conducting this interview. And so at that point, I have to tell you, I still did not believe that they were just going to walk away. I thought, okay, maybe this was, this was just their attempt for these young guys to just get a little bit of money sure. uh, in addition to whatever it is that they normally get paid. So, um, so, but no, it was just as you said. When I said that, they said, but are you sure? But this is, but we can do all this for you. I said, listen, I, I do this all the time. So no, you just, you kind of, you, you pick the wrong victim. <laughs> and, um, and so very quickly thereafter, within five minutes or so, they dismantle all their very fairly large equipment, the lights and the video cameras and the tripods and the microphones and their big suitcases, and they waltzed out in about uh, five or so minutes. So, you're left, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm getting to grips with this because, I mean, I've worked in the media for a long time and uh, it, it beggars belief. I know it happens, I understand it, but you actually hear from somebody that this happens too, and it's as brazen as that. Once they left, what did you think? I mean, who would you complain to? <laughs> and that's and that's such a great question, and this is why I really wanted to discuss the story and share it, because there's so many lessons to learn. Because at the end, when they walked out, and you think, oh my goodness, this was, this was a scam, so we should yeah. report it. And then you start, and we're a law firm, don't forget. So yes. this is what we do, diligence is what we do for our <laughs> clients. And so we thought, okay, so how do we, who do we report? How do we report? Who do we, who do we report? Yeah. And all we have is the email address. And the email is just some very nondescript something, something. And normally what we do have in our office, as you know, we have fairly, um, perhaps for some, maybe, perceivably kind of a tight security but we have a lobby when nobody passes through that lobby and then it's closed doors yeah. until they check in until yeah. they check in and they and they put in their id they uh, we take copies of their ids and they log in into our system provide contact details and such yeah. and in fact later on what i realized when they left is what happened is the from the five of them as i mentioned earlier that came one stayed behind they said okay we will we will sign in and then the rest went to set up so the one person apparently stayed behind to sign in, though at the end when we checked, nobody really signed in. So there's somebody who stayed behind to create the appearance that they were signing in. Uh-huh. And in fact, they didn't sign in. So at the end, and even us as, as a law firm, what we would normally do, and this is the one of the lessons that I recommend uh, to to, so I certainly learned from or took out of this experience is that it doesn't matter who they are, but normally we ask is, well, license, show me a copy of your license. Okay, so you're here representing a TV station. Okay, so obviously there'll be a copy of your license. There'll be your, your employment cards or some other uh, official badges that you belong to, um, to a particular news agency. But uh, we didn't ask for any of that because, you know, they came and they looked all very important. So we didn't ask. So at the end, we didn't have any documentation to really go after them. And again, not that we suffered. It was more of a, wow, these scams actually exist. Mm. And they're pretty elaborate. And the audacity that they had to come to a law firm. But it's also the audacity, but at the same time, ignorance. Because it was obvious that these guys are... 
as as perhaps as elaborate as they may seem, they're they're rookies and they they are not professionals. So they were quite young and experienced. They didn't even realize that this was a law firm. So they should have. And if they had actually been taking a little bit of time and looked up who I was, they would have seen that I've had plenty of media experience and perhaps I would have seen through this. So, but it's obvious they didn't even do that level of due diligence. And therefore, you can imagine what they're doing to others. I, it's, yeah. I'm a law firm who's been here for 12 years. So I know this place. And, but imagine how many uh, unaware businesses out there that they have approached in the same kind of setup. And so they would go through the whole fanfare of all these, of, of so-called taking the, tea, the these interviews. And I guarantee you now, in retrospect, I guarantee they don't even put out the interviews. I don't, I don't even think they do anything for these businesses. Well, it sounds certainly like they don't. But I mean, I, I did a quick Google search of you just to see, because I thought somebody must have done some research. Now, I've known you for... Uh, how long have we known each other? Eight, years. nine, ten, ten years, years, perhaps. Um, you were a regular guest uh, on the radio show I used to do, so I'm very aware of your media profile, if you like. So I Googled you, and I found uh, LinkedIn videos. I found links to the podcasts that we do. Uh, I found old Dubai Eye interviews, and it was immediately obvious with a cursory 10-second Google search of Ludmilla Yamalama that you've done a fair few media engagements in your time. You know? <laughs> yes. Let's let's a put few. it that way. So they were kind of remiss on that part. Indeed. But they've been back in touch. And this is why we're doing this today. Exactly. Brilliant. Yes. Brilliant. So just last week we received a, a very uncannily similar or a familiar email with once again a TV production uh, that want to interview UAE's and Dubai's successful entrepreneurs right. and want to particularly get comments about their uh, their success in, in, in the UAE and how they have contributed to the UAE's business success and how the UAE has enabled them to succeed. And they send a script, the script of the questions they will ask. And it's the same script we received <laughs> last year. <laughs> and perhaps the names are a little different, uh, but more or less the same practice of number of calls coming from random numbers, different numbers every time. Mm -hmm. And so this time around, we thought, okay, let's do it. <laughs> let's organize it. But now with different kinds of expectations. Wow. And so, in fact, we organized, we set a date. And this time we had a, a very different uh, different plan as to how we were going to check their identities and, and how we would, uh, things we would do, a protocol would follow before we let them into the rest of the office. So we had a date and time set and all that, uh, except that this time we didn't really expect <laughs> to should be interviewed and uh, they didn't show up. And so then we called and they called us from a different number and they said, okay, let us check with our colleague. And, uh, but you, and then, and then even before, let me kind of backtrack a little bit when we would call them and say, so what do you know about us? Well, you, you were an accounting firm, right? Uh, we're like, well, no, we're not an accounting firm. We're a legal consultant. So yes, 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 well, same. Uh, and so, yes, we knew, we knew. It was just that my colleague got confused. So it was always a lot of this, my yeah. colleague. And, and they could do that because they kept calling us from different numbers. Same thing this time around. So this time we asked them ahead of time. So, hey, well, obviously you know that well, who we are. And they said, yes, 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 we do. So who are we? An accounting firm. No, we're a legal consultancy firm. Yes, 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 I meant to say that. But do you know anything about us? Yes, of course, we will learn about you. But but what do you know about us? Well, you know, you're very successful. You're an entrepreneur in Dubai. You run a successful business. All these platitudes and general statements that mean absolutely nothing. 
So um, that being said, we said the we scheduled the the visit, and uh, but they never showed up. And so when we called back, they said, "Oh, very sorry. Let us call you back. We will. I'll find out with my colleague and I'll call you back." And then and then hang on, hang on. They called on. us back and they said, "Very, very sorry. Very sorry. Couldn't something really terrible happen? A car accident. And so our team could not come because they were stuck in a car accident." Okay. Do you think they just turned up at the building reception downstairs, which is an electronic barrier that you have to get a key card to go through, and one of them, one of them maybe remembered that it was an issue? Do you think that, that's that that's my that's my guess. That's exactly what <laughs> I right. guess. And I was so shocked that actually they were going to follow through with this because we obviously last time it didn't work for them, and and yeah. we're the same place, same everything. <laughs> we're a law firm, and it says so on our door. So for them to have actually come back here, it would have been it would have just been a pure idiocy. But uh, obviously they um, some something triggered some kind of reminders for them. Um, so I'm not. We haven't really gone to the extent of checking whether they actually even showed up at the in the lobby and then mm. just turned away. They might have even showed up at the door and they recognized the look and feel of our office and then just turned away. Uh, that also also could have happened, but um, they haven't showed up. Though they continued the, their discussion with us, and they told us that they will come and, and give us an offer a different date. So if they do come again, I guess there could be a part two to this. Interview. I think there's going to be a second part to this podcast. I have a feeling. So what's the moral of the story that there really is fake news out there? Indeed, yeah. and yes, but the fake news that costs money. Okay. Yes. So the moral of the story is that th- this is a scam that ha- that obviously exists in this in this town, and this is not the first time, and it has happened already. The attempt uh, at this scam happened twice to just me, my firm here. So you can imagine how many other businesses have been caught up in the same uh, in the same fiasco. And uh, and the moral of the story is that the message sounds very appealing, very tempting, and very flattering. So most businesses, I would imagine. Perhaps, in especially those who had, haven't had the kind of media experience that I have had, would be very excited and very welcoming uh, of this opportunity, and would be very flattered, and therefore uh, would not stop at actually making this donation. Mm. But um, more importantly, the way they 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 handle all this, they you know, they hold a setup, the way they do the setup. Obviously, they're relying on the kind of emotional and the psychological. Well, we've already gone through all this effort, so obviously, you wouldn't want us to pack up and leave so it's sort of like they get people put them kind of against the wall and say well obviously you know since we're doing all this great stuff for you and we're already set up so you of course yeah. you would you would make a donation while we're so, here yes while we're here well that's it and so yeah. i i would imagine a lot of businesses would not actually would not um uh, would not stop at that point in time, and in fact, we fall for it. And uh, I have yet to, to see of any kind of results or any any coverage or any uh, any sort of social media coverage <laughs> from these interviews of other businesses. But since then, we've also gone and looked up the name of, of this so-called TV station this, or this production company. And there's, I think, even the Facebook that says it is definitely a scam and that the business, businesses have been caught up in the same uh, in the same scam, and that in fact afterwards, even after the payment, there would not be There's any nothing. kind of result. Right. It's a TV scam to be aware of, and that's another edition of Logical, in this instance, uh, Light. Part two, uh, I think, is going to be coming soon. Watch this space. Now, as ever, our legal expert here on Logical Light today was Lyudmila Yamalova, managing partner here at Yamalova and Pletka. 
No flies on her. Always great chatting to you. Thanks again. Always delightful. Thank you, Tim. We'll check back in uh, if they do ever come back to interview you, Ludmilla. If you have a legal question you need answered in a future episode of Logical or Logical Light, if you'd like a consultation with a qualified legal professional with UAE experience, all you have to do is click contact at lylawyers.com. You can also WhatsApp us 00971525511.